for the Mid and West Wales region. In the regional ballot, voters choose from a list of party or independent candidates to represent the region. The Mid and West Wales region includes the following constituencies within five counties. Brecon and Radnorshire, Carmarthen East and Denevor, Carmarthen West and South Pembrokeshire, Ceredigion, Dwyfor Merionydd, Llanelli, Montgomeryshire and Preseli Pembrokeshire. Elected to the regional seats yesterday were Labour's Elinid Morgan and Joyce Watson, Plaid Cymru's Kevin Arthur Campbell and the Welsh Liberal Democrats' Jane Dodds. Pembrokeshire has seen house prices increase by 33.5% as people look to hurry to move away from the cities amid the COVID-19 pandemic. A study was held to see which places had seen house prices increase the most throughout the whole UK, and Wales in particular. Pembrokeshire came in as 8th on the list and 62nd throughout the UK, with an increase of 33.5% in house prices. The figure also makes house prices in Pembrokeshire 10% above the UK national average at £250,397. Newport topped the list for both Wales and the UK, with an increase of 49.9% in house prices. An 83-year-old man has lost his life savings after misplacing them in the toilets at Lidl in Haverford West. Glyn Rooney Davis lost what is described as his life savings when he took off his bum bag in the toilets in Lidl in Haverford West and left it there. Glyn from Fishguard is said to have lost quite a substantial amount of money in what was his pension he draws from the bank. He misplaced the bum bag of money at around midday on May the 6th. Glynn's granddaughter, Mia McGill, said her grandfather gets quite confused at times. Mia wrote a heartfelt message on Facebook asking for help in trying to retrieve her granddad's lost savings. An elderly gentleman had lost some money in Lidl's toilets in Haverford West today, May the 6th. He went back and it was missing. It was in his bum bag. This is his life savings, so please have a heart. Hope the Pembrokeshire people can help. Another relative, Georgina Goldsmith, appealed for help finding the bag too, saying, if anyone has any information regarding a bag left in Lidl's toilets, please, please hand it in. It's a relative's life savings. A Tenby tourist attraction has thanked the town's firefighters for their prompt action on Thursday, May the 6th. Tenby firefighters were called to St Catherine's Island off the Castle Beach after smoke and flames were spotted from the mainland. The island and its historic Napoleonic fort has only recently reopened to the public after the lockdown. A spokesman for the island said, A massive shout-out to Tenby Fire Brigade last night who were called to the island after we left following a long day working on the fort and burning off all the old flooring, having now replaced it all. We had spent at least half an hour making sure that our controlled barrel fire was out. Unfortunately, the ground was so hot it transferred to the rest of the unburned wood. Thanks to our amazing local fire service, they were on hand to help us out and no damage occurred. That's it. You're up to date with the latest Pembrokeshire news with me, Kim Thomas. We
morning it's pure west radio with julipa i'm ben stone good morning welcome to the start of the weekend across pembrokeshire and wherever you are listening you are very welcome to pure west sport with g&g builders coming up between now and nine we've got the latest news on the pembrokeshire cricket league a whole load of matches scheduled for today unfortunately i think the rain and wind will put paid to any action but fraser's going to join me in a few moments time to talk about that gordon thomas is on the show as well. The British and Irish Lions squad has been named by Warren Gatland. Alan Wynne-Jones is the skipper, but one or two surprising selections in there. And I'm really pleased that Bill Kahn is back on the show as well this morning. That's all on the way. Between now and nine o'clock, let's kick off Pure West Sport. A very good morning and welcome to Pure West Sport for Saturday morning with G&G Builders. Plenty coming up on the show this morning. It's a busy day of sport in Pembrokeshire and beyond. And to help me kick things off this morning, uh, Fraser Watson is with us. Morning, Fraser. How are you? Not too bad. Been got that sinking feeling again. I think quite literally almost uh, looking outside this morning. We've got not too bad weather all week, have we? And then it's got to Saturday and uh, it's coming down outside. So we hope... Uh, we hope for a change pretty quickly, otherwise we could face another uh, inactive day of cricket. Yes, looking that way, isn't it? We'll come to the cricket very soon, actually. But let's uh, just get a quick reaction to the, the Lions squad that was named on Thursday. And Gordon's going to be with us before nine to give his reflection in a bit more detail on, on the squad. But I think that the headline news that Alan Wynne-Jones will lead the Lions to South Africa, Fraser, is something we should kick the show off with. We expected it, but it's well-deserved. Yes, certainly. I don't think it was a great surprise. We worked a lot with Warren Gatland before, of course. We know he's an individual gap interest immensely and then still leading Wales and then more to the point, is still playing very well, Ben. Um, you are right, at the age of 35, that is testament to him to be as a second row and to still be reaching the levels he is, is incredible. And, you know, there'll be so much ferocious debate going on in the next... Well, debate's going on already, hasn't it? It's raged since Thursday, but it'll continue to go in the next couple of weeks and months now in the build-up to this tour. But we should just take a step back for a moment and just pay testimony to, to a remarkable servant to international rugby, really. Oh, phenomenal. No doubt about it. And I think he will lead the Lions with distinction. Whether he starts every test is probably still up for discussion, isn't it? I don't think he's a guaranteed starter. Well, here comes the conundrum, Ben. You know, you've got Maro Itoje and Ty Byrne. You know, Itoje should have been disciplined the Six Nations. Perhaps did his case a bit of damage, actually. But Ty Byrne was arguably... Well, he's my tip for the player of it, and he's one of those actually shortlisted. Etoje, when he is at the top of the game, there's no better second row, arguably back row player in the world. So, but I would think it'd be very strange for Kaplan to pick Alan Wynne Jones and not have him in mind to start in all three tests. You don't know what's going to happen with fitness. He's a guy who's rarely ever injured, but it only takes one knock, of course. But um, no, I would think that. Gatlin naming his captain states his intention to have him in the starting 15 in test one, two and three, if I'm honest, Ben. But you're right, it's, you know, no player should be guaranteed on a tour. And if Etoji and Byrne do come to the party in the way we know they can, it's a mm. nice selection headache to have, isn't it? It is. What we should also mention here is Etoji has proved equally apt at playing six as well. So that might be a consideration for Gatlin too. 
Okay, Gordon will be with us before nine, and I think we'll continue the Lions debate with him and also on the show on Monday, no doubt about it. Uh, Matt is closer to Pembrokeshire right now. Uh, Haverford West County drew in the week with ABBA, the, the local derby. I know there's a bit of debate whether that is a local derby. It, it, it looks it to me on paper anyway, but uh, they got a 2-2 draw away to Aberystwyth, didn't they, Fraser? And they're at home to Newtown today, and they'll want to win. Yeah, I mean, if you'd ever been on a windy bus trip up to Abba from St. David's Ben, you wouldn't be calling it local, believe me. But yeah, they did get that 2-2 draw. Um, Jack Wilson, and spear goal from Danny Williams, and the goals came at important times, actually, because the form they've been in lately to concede so really, they hit back and then conceded just before half-time, but actually hit back again to going 2-2 at the break. And when both those goals went in, just the sheer time, you thought, here we go again. But no, there's no dressing up Ben now. It's now five points from 24. They went into this... Um, Divisional split, if you like, looking favourites to seventh place, which would have actually been a European playoff spot had they had they applied for the license relevant licenses to do that. But now they're looking at ninth position, you know, and still not actually technically safe, I don't think, from finishing in bottom two, which what would have been relegation had that been implemented this season. They won't want to finish there, Ben. You know, that, that would be a poor reflection given the position they were in. And and nobody wants to go into a season saying that, you know, we stayed up on default. You know, so, um, yeah, they'll desperately want a result today. Newtown actually will be gunning for a result themselves. They now hold that seventh mm. spot and are trying to fend off Cardiff net behind them now, actually. So these last two games now, Newtown today and then Kevin Druids, who are actually rock bottom, have had a pretty you know, turgid campaign, to be honest with you. Wayne Jones will desperately want some points just to take some kind of momentum into the summer. And, of course, the players as well, Ben. There's people there playing for places next season, contracts, what have you. And there should be some pride at stake now. You know, five points from 24 has been a terrible run and they've got things to put right today. And Wayne will remind the players of that. There's there's no doubt about it. Uh, for Swansea City, we talk about momentum with the playoffs to come. Uh, Fraser, they have a 12.30 kickoff today. In fact, all the championship games, half 12 starts this lunchtime. Uh, they'll be looking to give a, a good showing against a, a Watford side who've been very, very strong this season. You feel if Swansea can uh, get something uh, from Watford, who are obviously going back into the Premier League, that would just put them into the playoffs with a bit more confidence. It's a conundrum for Steve Cooper today. I think Benny will want a bit of momentum, as you say, you know, and just by naturally want to win the game. It's just a Watford side should be on the beach, really. They'll already be promoted to the Premier League. They can't win the Premier League. They can't finish first or third. They're safely ensconced in second. The Swansea, meanwhile, I think, do have the luxury of resting any key performance today, Ben, or, or anyone who might be doubtful in any way. They're going to finish fourth or fifth, um, regardless of what happens. I think all that today's result dictates today is whether they'll be away or at home in the first leg. Um, a draw or win in Watford will, will secure a home second leg, which is seen as advantageous, I guess, but I don't think it makes a great deal of difference, if I'm honest, Ben. I think the story is more the jostling for position with Bournemouth and Barnsley behind them and whether or not they'll play Barnsley in that semi-final, which they're probably more comfortable doing, um, beating them 2-0 home and away this season, or Bournemouth. And Bournemouth, you would think, would on paper is the trickier shout. They've been in great form of late under John from Woodgate. Actually beat Swansea 3-0 so convincingly not so long ago, which kick-started a very poor run for Swansea. So, yeah, they want a good showing in Watford and they'll want something from it. But I think they'll be more concerned with, with coming out of it with a clean bill of health and, and then seeing what happens behind it. Playoffs to come, of course. All right, Fraser, just stay with us a bit longer. We'll, we'll have a, a look at some of the cricket that was meant to be being played today and also some reflections on the uh, first weekend of the season. And there's some interesting games in the Premier League, starting with Leeds Spurs at lunchtime today. So we'll do that in a few moments' time. It is Saturday morning and you're starting off the weekend with Pure West Sport. The power of radio. Bad weather. At the racetrack. In the shower. Oh, Sorry. All things that never actually happened. While listening, you pictured them all, didn't you? You see, radio uses the theatre of the mind. It has a one-to-one connection with every person listening. So, if you want to get your business message across, then there is really no more intimate, creative or cost-effective way than using radio. So to find out more about advertising on Pure West Radio, email studio at purewestradio.com. And we won't send our fire-breathing, water-boiling, toaster-popping crowd over to see you. Yeah, and once again, that's not real. Radio advertising. Try it today. 
Have you seen the Queen's Hall recently? This fantastic refurbished community space is a multi-purpose venue right in the heart of Narberth. A venue that's enriched in 60 years of history. The Queen's Hall is the perfect place to enjoy an evening of top quality entertainment, a dinner date, or just a treat for that special someone. Look no further if you're an organiser looking for the ideal space to hold your function, whether it's a class, conference, or staff party. Contact the team at thequeenshall.org.uk or visit them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Have it all at the Queen's Hall. Get more for your money at O.C. Davis Roundabout Garage Nayland, the MG dealer for Pembrokeshire. Adventure awaits with 0% APR across the MG range, including the MG HS, the new MG ZS and MG3. Feel the power of electric motoring with zero advance payment on the mobility scheme. And as a thank you to our key workers, you can enjoy a contribution of up to £8,500. Don't forget, all new MGs come with a seven-year warranty as standard. For more information, go online to www.ocdavis.com or call 01646 600858 <laughs> Witness the evil power of Bedhead No! My hair! Won't anyone help me? Stop right there, Bedhead! Your reign of hair meddling terror is over Freestyle, my old nemesis You can't stop me, boyo Guess again, eat laser No! I'll get you next time, freestyle. Oh, thank you. No problem. When it comes to bedhead, you just got a freestyle. For wicked trims, call Freestyle Barbers, Portfield Haverford West on 07827445589. Ah, enemy ahead. Fire. Oh, where? I can't see them. Right there. Fire. Oh, man, you missed again. You need to get your eyes tested. Nah, mate. I ain't got the cash for that. You're in college. You can get an eye test for free. Really? From where? I'm with Mags Optics. They're in the Riverside Arcade in Haverford West. Sick. I'll check it out. Eye tests are free for children under 16 and those aged 16 to 18 who are in full-time education. Glasses up to £85 are free for students aged 18 and under with an NHS voucher. Call Paul, Tina and the team on 01437 767744 or go to magsoptics.co.uk to book an appointment. Mags Optics are the proud sponsors of The Gaming Show on Pure West Radio. This is Pure West Radio.
Saturday morning. It's Wham! and the Edge of Heaven on Pure West Radio. Very good morning if you're just joining us. It's Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Now, today is set to be round three of matches in the 2021 Pembrokeshire Cricket League season. We saw games played last Saturday and there was a full round of matches all called off on Bank Holiday Monday. And Fraser Watson, who's still with us on the show this morning, the weather forecast isn't looking particularly good for the round three games actually taking place. Yeah, you, you mentioned round three there. We're still reflecting on round one, and it's yeah. been a washout ever since. But no, it doesn't look good at the moment, Ben. Unfortunately, it's just the way it has fallen. But, you know, we just hope for, for more league action later in the year. But at least you know, all is not lost this week. We've got the first round of Harris and Allen Bowl, hopefully starting on Tuesday, games Wednesday, Thursday as well. Much better weather scheduled actually over the next 48 to 72 hours. So, you know, you've got Saunders Foot Carew, probably the standout tie on Tuesday. Whitland Lamphy be interesting as well, and, and a localish derby in Johnson and St. Ishmael. So, there's plenty of cricket to come this week, regardless of what happens this afternoon. Indeed, and it would have actually been quite an interesting Saturday today, wouldn't it, in Division 1 of, of the Pembrokeshire Cricket League with Carew and Criselli uh, in action. Nayland were at home to St Ishmael's. We, we were meant to have Fleckrid against Lorenny and Narbuth Whitland, Saundersford, Haverford West. Uh, but like on Bank Holiday Monday, those matches set to uh, not take place because of the, the bad weather. And in terms of the Harrison Allen Fraser that you mentioned, who do you make favourites? Hard to see beyond Nayland for that? It's always difficult to see beyond nailing this competition. Ben, they're so well-oiled at this format. You know, they like to bat second. Never made a secret of that, but they do have to bat first. They've got so much capability of their lineup. I think we saw that on the opening weekend. 12-3 against Lechreed and looking like in real trouble and ending up with a total of 275 for five. They've got Nick Boom and they've got Nathan Banner, Andrew Miller, people down the order. Even Sean Haddon, perfectly capable top-order batsman coming in at 10 or 11. They are just so strong. You know, I think... You would say, though, in a 22-over format, there are teams there, Carew in particular, Alfred West have shown in the last couple of years as well, who, who on their night are capable, do have match winners and are capable of certainly challenging them. But yeah, you have to tip Nayland to start with. Absolutely right. So let's just have a look at the football as well that's going on today. Uh, Fraser, we'll talk more, I'm sure, on Monday's show about some of the cricket that is to come in the Harris and Allen. But in the Premier League, uh, Leeds-Tottenham kicks off the, the Saturday lunchtime match. I think the one we'll all have half an eye on, though, is, is Man City-Chelsea at 5.30 today, uh, because that is a Champions League final dress rehearsal. Well, it was spiced up already, wasn't it? Manchester City needing to win it to be crowned champions, I believe. And you're right, it's just got up tenfold now. And Manchester actually beaten by Chelsea in the FA Cup semi-final as well. If they don't get a result today, imagine the trepidation in that dressing room when they have to go into that Champions League final as favourites. They've been favourites right the way through that competition. And it'll be in their heads. It'll be in their heads that Thomas Tuchel has beaten them twice in recent weeks. So... They'll want to win today just to put some doubt in Chelsea's mind. If you like, Chelsea so were so impressive on Wednesday. I was disappointed with Real Madrid, but the way they controlled that game with and without the ball and really a one by more than a two-goal margin. So, you know, I think it's almost you woke up on Wednesday morning and soon Manchester City were, were overwhelming favourites of that Champions League regardless. You know, and, and Chelsea have not put a lot of doubt in people's mind in the way they, the way they really took Real Madrid apart, you have to say that on Wednesday. So so today, psychologically, be very interesting. It's not going to make any difference in terms of the title, of course, so you can lose it and they're still going to walk to it, we know that. But, you know, Guardiola, he doesn't like to, to lose momentum. He's a zealot in that respect, in terms of winning, in terms of momentum, in terms of having that edge. So he'll be going all out to end that title race today, Ben. Yeah, I'll run down all the Premier League fixtures before the end of the show. Just sticking on that Champions League final, though, phrase it at the end of May. Uh, it's obviously being played in Turkey and we're, we're going through uh, the, the end part, we hope, of the pandemic and COVID restrictions here. Not quite the case elsewhere in the world right now. We're, we're all at different stages with, with vaccination rollouts. Is there any call, do you think, to, to play that game at Wembley rather than make the teams go to Turkey? Where, where, do, you, where do you stand on that? I mean, the, the date in the date and the venue of Istanbul has been set for a long time now, hasn't it? I, I see the argument. Um, the COVID situation in Turkey is quite concerning. So certainly there should be an open mind in terms of moving it. But again, this is where perhaps a little bit of hypocrisy flies around with the issues that, um, that have arisen in the last couple of weeks. Then, you know, everyone, everyone at first is saying, the big six, so-called, leave them to it, leave them to the old devices, let them suffer. And all of a sudden we're calling to have a 
Champions League final back at Wembley on the same day that there's a championship final due to be played at Wembley. I don't hear anyone saying, oh, but let's take the championship final into consideration. Mm-hmm. So we've, we've had all these calls last few weeks of uh, money is ruining our game. Let's ha- have more filtering down into lower leagues. Let's think more of, of the clubs below the Premier League. And then at the same time, we're talking of completely jettisoning <laughs> the main event in the championship, let's be honest, for the sake of moving a, a Champions League final with a venue being fixed for some considerable mm-hmm. time. So you know, I think more thought has to be put into the argument for it. I mean, first and foremost, Ben, I don't think it's going to happen. You know, you try moving your way for on this. I think they, they're set on Istanbul and that's mm-hmm. where I think it'll take place. So, you know, I can understand the calls to switch it, but let's just think it through before we start making rash, mm-hmm. rash calls, I think. Yeah, it's a fair point as ever. Fraser, thank you very much for being with us. I know you'd be hoping to be turning out for Slam Ryan today in the cricket, but uh, with the weather likely to put pay to that, you'll you'll be sheltering under an umbrella on the Bridge Meadow this afternoon. Uh, yep, yeah, I'll be going to week four of the season. Still get to need to pick up a bat then, actually. But no, um, if I've got the alternative <laughs> plan, like you said, I'll be down the meadow today to hopefully see Halford West and some kind of performance against Newtown and get some kind of results as well. Well, do enjoy that. And we will look forward to speaking to you again Monday evening from seven right here on Pure West Radio. Thank you, Fraser. Not everything lasts I've broken my heart so many times I stopped keeping track Talk myself in I talk myself out I get all worked up Then I let myself down I tried so very hard not to lose it I came up with a million excuses I thought I thought of every possibility So much more than I get I just haven't met you yet I might have to wait I'll never give up I guess it's half timing And the other half's luck Wherever you are Whenever it's right You'll come out of nowhere And into my life And I know that we can be so amazing And baby, your love is gonna change me And now I can't see every possibility Mm. Somehow I know that it'll all turn out You'll make me work so we can work to work it out And I promise you, kid I'll get so much more than I get just haven't met you yet They say all's fair In love and war But I won't need to fight it Get it right We'll be
Kicking off the weekend on Pure West Radio with Michael Bublé. I'm Ben Stone. Really good to have your company. We are here on Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Big thank you to Fraser Watson. Looking forward to hearing from Fraser again on Pure West Sport on Monday. We mentioned some of the football happening today. Just a quick rundown the fixtures. And then we're going to be chatting to Bill Kahn. Leeds United play Tottenham at 12.30, as I mentioned. Sheffield United, Crystal Palace at 3. Manchester City against Chelsea at 5.30 and Liverpool against Southampton at 8.15. Tomorrow it's Wolves Brighton at midday Aston Villa, Manchester United at 5 past 2, West Ham against Everton at 4.30 and Arsenal West Brom is the 7 o'clock game and Fulham who look all but relegated don't they, they play Burnley in the 8 o'clock kickoff on Monday. As I mentioned I'm really pleased to be able to welcome back to Pure West Sports after a few weeks without him. We are joined right now by my old mate Bill Kahn. Good morning Bill, how are you? Oh good morning I've been absent without leave as you quite rightly said but it's a pleasure to be back I don't mind admitting that Ben yeah it's nice to be back well look, we've really missed you and I know you've been heartened by all the good Thank wishes you. we've had because we've we've spoken obviously about the fact you've been unwell whilst we've been doing the show and so many sports clubs from across Pembrokeshire message to say get well soon Bill um, and I know you've really appreciated some of those messages haven't you I have indeed, and people who've sent me cards and people who've messaged me, and you know, like Hanford West County, we'll be talking with them now. I had a lovely thing from them where Wayne Jones, after they'd won 1 0 against Aberystwyth, said, uh, This is for Bill Khan. We hope you get better soon, Bill. And it really was uplifting, you know, because I was in hospital in Hanford West, first of all, for 10 days, and then in Morriston. I had to wait to go to Morriston. There's a shameful wait of about five weeks sometimes with that, uh, which is hard for the, the staff in, in Hanford West. They're absolutely amazing, Ben. I'd like to place on record my heartfelt thanks to everybody in Hanford West in the cardiac ward. Absolutely amazing. And the same up in Morriston in very difficult conditions up there. Um uh, you can't have better treatment anywhere in the world than those places. That's really good to hear, Bill. Yeah, and I know they they looked after you really well. So you are back, mm-hmm. and you'll be back with us on the show on Monday evening, live on the Facebook page between eight and nine, keeping your beady eye on Gordon and Fraser and, and myself, <laughs> of course. We, we've missed having yeah, you there. Yeah, that's, uh, so that's great. And you've also timed your return with the uh, with the start of the cricket season in Pembrokeshire. But we, we were saying to Fraser earlier, it, it's frustrating, isn't it? Because if you, if you think back to May last year, when obviously we were going through the first COVID pandemic lockdown. And cricket couldn't be played. Mm. The weather was lovely, wasn't it? As soon as the cricket season starts for 2021, <laughs> we have an absolute downpour. Yeah, I've jinxed it because one of the things that kept me going in hospital was the thought pretty soon I'll be have a gentle stroll around the grounds and watch a little bit of cricket. And what happens? First week, nice weather and then pouring rain. And uh, the same now today, it's dire weather and it looks as if all the cricket will be off again, which is a shame. There's Harrison Allen in the week. Uh, I'm not allowed to drive yet, but Mrs Khan has already <laughs> promised to take me anywhere I want to go to watch the cricket, which is lovely, isn't it? Very lucky. That is really good. And hopefully we'll see some play. Obviously, today's looking very doubtful, but hopefully in the week and and yes. as the weeks go by, we'll see some action because I think, like we've said on the show, Bill, I know you're a big advocate for that. It's brilliant to see cricket back in Pembrokeshire, isn't it? It means a lot. And it's quite symbolic after everything people have been through in the last year. Yeah, I think it's fair to say a lot of us right the way through January, February, March have been saying, wouldn't it be great now if we can get the vaccinations done and then we can go and watch some cricket and, and then the blinking weather intervenes, but at least we've got the prospect of it. Uh, I'm going down to watch Hanford West County this afternoon again with the kindness of Mrs. Khan. Marilyn's going to take me down and Fraser's threatened to run me home afterwards. So I'm looking forward to renewing acquaintances with my old pals on the Bridge Meadow as well. Yeah, that's great. And you'll be reporting on that for pembrokeshiresport.co.uk. Yeah. Let's talk about that then. Haverford West's form has been a bit shaky since the league split. There's no no guessing away from that. But with these two home games to go now, Bill, um, starting with the game today against Newtown, they'll be looking to end the season with just a bit of positivity, really, to take into next year. 
You've been very kind saying a shaky start. It's been an awful, uh, since the turnaround when it, it went into two phases, Harvard West form has been very poor. They started off with that winning against uh, Aberystwyth, but since then they've dipped. Wayne Jones, who I spoke to him at the press conference last night with Jordan Griffiths, another one who's done an excellent job at the Bridge Meadow, and uh, the results since, you know, have been dire. They're playing Newtown, who are the form team, all right? They lost 3 2 to Cardiff Met last week, but before that, they beat Harvard West 5 0, Kevin Druid 7 0 and 5 0, Flint 1 0 and 2 0. And they are the side that needs beating. Harvard West, if you remember, beat them 3 0 uh, in the last couple of games before the league separated. And Harvard West looked good form then. They have a full left strength team other than Jazz Richards, who again, unfortunately, is injured, and Ke- um, Kieran Lewis as well. So they're losing two influential players. They won't be available the week after, either, Wayne tells me. But they got a full strength side as well as that. And Wayne Jones is a realist. They're now ninth out of 12 in the in the division, which, if I'm honest, I think is about where I hope they would be. They could still go up to become seventh if the results went with them, I suppose, although that's math- mathematically difficult. If they beat um, Newtown and then the last game beat Kevin Druids, but they haven't played well against the bottom sides. That's mm. the irony of it. So um, it's I'm hopeful that they can get a win tomorrow. Um, Wayne knows he's a realist, Ben. He knows that he's going to have to strengthen for next year. But they've already admitted that for quite some time. And, you know, I think with Rob Edwards there as well, they're determined to do that. Mm. So, uh, you know, it's okay. They're not doing, they haven't been playing well, but they drew tall with Abba. Let's hope mm. now they can get something out of the game today. Yeah, penultimate game then for Haverford West County. We're hoping actually to have Wayne on the show on Monday yes. to reflect on that. What kind of mood has he been in, Bill? Because I, I know he's he's very positive. I think he's done a really good job uh, for Haverford West County. He, he'll be a little bit disappointed with how the second half has gone since the split, though. Uh, what kind of mood has he been in when, when you spoke to him yesterday? He's bound to, but he's very positive. And listen, he knows that the side needs strengthening. They've done well to get where they are this year. But he knows their areas, which he's highlighted to me. That's in confidence, so I can't uh, say that. But he knows where his strengths are, and he knows where he's going to need the strength in the squad. And that will uh, will come. I'm sure Rob Edwards is determined to support that. And uh, in the end, it's all to look forward to the next year. Wayne's positive. You know, he says he's watched games recently, which has confirmed his thoughts. All right, players are tired. But players in other other teams are tired as well, and they simply got to rise above that. They need a couple of key players in vital positions, and I'm hoping next year will be good. Yeah, indeed. I think as long as they do, well, they're going to stay up, which is good news. I think that would have been the aim at the start of the season. There's, there's no doubt about that. And, and obviously expectations have risen a bit because of some good results. But I think if they achieve staying up, that they'll be pleased with that. And they've, they've done that now because there won't be any relegations. That, that's a positive, no doubt about it. Uh, well, listen, Bill, excellent to have you back on Pure West Radio. Yes, uh, we are, we're looking forward to the show on Monday. We'll be live on the Facebook page and we'll be back to, to full strength. And we'll be talking about all the latest sporting news probably won't be talking about much cricket from Pembrokeshire because today's games I think will be completely washed out but we may well be talking about Sanna Duthy and her fantastic running uh, Wayne Jones and also some, yeah. some thoughts on the Lions squad as well so there's plenty for you to get your teeth into when you return on Monday Cheers Ben and thanks to everyone who's been so kind to me Well we are delighted to have you back great stuff Bill Kahn with us this Saturday morning on Pure West Radio and we are going to talk rugby in a few moments because Warren Gatland announced his squad for the British and Irish Lions tour to South Africa. Gordon Thomas will join us to reflect on who's in and who's out as the Lions get ready for a really, really tough tour, of course, as they take on the current rugby world champions. That's on the way next for Saturday morning on Pure West Radio. Lots going on here at Johnson Garden Centre. Now we are open from 9.30 till 4, Monday to Saturday, and 10 till 4 on Sundays. We have supplies of plants arriving on Tuesday nights every week, alongside huge stocks of composts. We also have 35 crafters showing their products, everything from jams and chutneys to jewellery and greetings. We are a major supplier of flow gas, coal and logs, so we cover all your needs for barbecues, fire pits and caravans. We are also the largest supplier 
supplier of paella pans in Wales, along with a huge range of wicker baskets. Johnson Garden Centre has hardware, and you'll be amazed at the selection on offer, from nuts and bolts to building plastics. Being open seven days a week, we are always there for our valued customers. In Johnson, right by the station. The Valero Community Update on Pure West Radio keeps you updated with the various projects Valero are supporting in Pembrokeshire. From sports clubs, schools, charities and musicians to members of staff from Valero who volunteer their time. We hear about the latest community projects Valero do to support our community on the last Wednesday of every month at 9.30am and 5.30pm only on Pure West Radio. If you miss it, catch up on the podcast at purewestradio.com. The Valero Community Update. How are you, Bob? Good, thanks, Chris. Is it true what I heard? Yeah, we're officially the best butchers in Wales. That's amazing, Chris. Massive congratulations to you and the team. Oh, thanks, Bob. So what can we get for you? Well, Chris, uh, could I have a selection of your award-winning meats? Oh, don't forget to include a pack of Pembrokeshire's best burgers. Prendergast Butchers, Haverford West. Welsh Butcher Shop of the Year. Providing the finest quality meats to Pembrokeshire for over 70 years. We're open for orders either in the shop or on our website, prendergastbutchers.co.uk. If you can't get to us, no problem. We're offering a delivery service. Give us a call on 01437 763387. Patch is the Pure West Radio chosen charity of the year. Pembrokeshire Action to Combat Hardship, founded in June 2008. They cover the whole of Pembrokeshire and have two basic banks that give food, clothing, small household items, toiletries, cleaning products and a baby bank that's in Milford Haven and Pembroke Dock. And three food banks, Haverford West, Begelly and Tenby. They also help the lives of families in the festive season with their Christmas toy appeal. Last year, Patch gave toys to over 950 children. Listen every Wednesday at 5.40 to the Patch Update to find out the latest news with our chosen charity of the year here on Pure West Radio. Pure West Radio.
It's Pure West Radio with Avicii and Levels for Saturday morning. If you're just joining us, a very good morning. You're very welcome to Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. We are here every Monday as well between 7 and 9 for Pure West Sport. On the show last week, live on the Facebook page between 8 and 9, we had Elgin Vittel, who's a Krimich cricketer, scored a century for Krimich on the opening weekend of the Pembrokeshire Cricket League season. You can watch that and loads of the other videos some previous shows on the Facebook page. And joining me right now is Gordon Thomas to talk about the British and Irish Lions tour to South Africa. Gordon, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Ben. I'm very good. Thank you. Good stuff. And I tell you what, there's some real excitement now, isn't there, brewing with the announcement on Thursday of that Lions squad. It, it means it's all feeling very real now. We've, we've got a Lions tour to look forward to. Uh, what did you make of Warren Gatlin's squad selection that was confirmed this week? Well, I think he's picked a very, very good 37-man uh, squad to go to South Africa. Obviously, there's a few little upsets along the way. Uh, players that we thought were going to be in contention. The biggest names being uh, Billy Vinopola is missing out. He's bringing in Sam Simmons of Exeter, of who's been in great form for the Exeter Chiefs at number eight as one of a, a, an option. Uh, also, Johnny Sexton, Jonathan Davis. They're both missing out. Johnny Sexton can count himself a little bit unlucky because he's been playing quite well. But I think it's age and obviously he's been, he's had his injury problems and South Africa is going to be such a a tough uh, place to go. They're very physical, uh, the box. So he needs everybody uh, fit and rearing to go because it's going to be tough out there. But the biggest news of all, and it, it wasn't kept that quiet. Alan Wynne Jones has been named as uh, skipper, which I think is true testament to uh, um, him as a player and as a person. This will be his fourth British Lions tour. Ben, uh, incredible, isn't it? You know, I I was didn't think he was going to return for the Six Nations when he had that knee knock uh, before that, but he he proved me wrong and everybody else wrong. He still led Wales to. Uh, the championship for the you know the Six Nations, so mm. he's a very experienced player and will bring a lot to the table in South Africa. He knows what Lions Tests are all about, having played in quite a few. I think he's played in nine Tests. I'm not hundred percent mm. sure of that, but it's near enough because he's been on three previous tours. So um, I'm really looking forward to it, Ben. It's mm. going to be a, a good series. Um, I don't know what the COVID situation is with fans out there at the moment, but, but obviously they pick their coaches, they pick the squad now, so it's all systems go. Oh, going to be very exciting. Yeah, great for Alan Wynn Jones. Uh, I said the same to Fraser actually earlier on in the show. Uh, he's going to captain the squad. He'll be tour captain uh, with Gatlin. Though it doesn't actually guarantee that he'll be in the in the Test team. I think Alan Wynn Jones will still have to fight hard to to take his place, Gordon. Oh, definitely. Uh, nobody's nailed on. You have to prove yourself when you're playing in uh, the, the warm-up game. So, uh, you know, Gatland is a very shrewd uh, character. He, he he only picks players that are informed. So even though they've been picked for the Lions, they have to prove themselves while they're playing in the warm-up game. So it, 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 it'll be interesting to see who actually plays in the, in the first test team. So uh, there's a lot of people we could name now, but it's, as I said it's never definite that they're, they're going to start uh, I can see that he's picked 11 English players 10 Wales players and 8 each from Ireland and Scotland mm. I mean Scotland haven't had many players on the previous few tours I think it's the most they've had on Alliance tours since 1989 mm. if my memory serves and me Gordon correctly. as well we're saying as well that they only had two players in the initial squad they went to New Zealand four years ago. So that's a real sign of progress from the Scottish side. It is side. a sign of progress. Uh, you know, um, they've got Gregor Townsend and Steve Tandy from the coaching staff helping uh, Gatlin. Um, and you've got the players of the calibre of Stuart Hogg and Finn Russell and uh, uh, Fraser Watson playing in the back row. They've got some real quality players, so uh, they'll be in contention for a, a possible test place. But as I said, they have to prove themselves in the, the early matches. Uh, they've got a warm-up game against Japan in um, Murrayfield before they travel out to uh, South Africa. So um, that'll be, uh, you know, that the players will be... Uh, 
working towards earning that jersey from that game as well, you know. So that will be interesting. It's interesting to note there's five players from the Saracens. That's the most from any uh, club. And, um, you know, Alan Wynn will lead them by example. And the other thing I haven't mentioned as well is uh, young uh, Lewis Rees-Samit, who I couldn't remember his name at the beginning. <laughs> what a transformation he's mm. had. He's had a great Six Nations. He's been picked and he's the youngest member of the squad. So um, I envisage him probably getting a test out as well on current form. He's been in fantastic. Mm. Uh, he's showed a great mature a ma- a maturity beyond his years. Fair play to him, yeah. and um, I'm really looking forward to the uh, the Test series against the world champions. Uh, it'll be physical confrontations. The the, the Lions pack will have to be roaring, and uh, we need some quality ball behind to uh, try and stretch the defence. Yeah, it's going to be exciting, no doubt about it. And I think we'll talk a bit more about the Lions squad and their chances in South Africa on Pure West Sport on Monday, uh, live on the Facebook page between eight and nine, so we can get people to give us their thoughts as well. Uh, thanks for that, Gordon. Just looking ahead, actually, we, we've got some uh, games, of course, this weekend. And at 7.35 this evening, there are a few Scarlets players picked for the Lions tour, as we as we mentioned. You mentioned Wynn Evans there. Yeah, uh, Scarlets, Owens, yeah. Scarlets taking yeah. on the Ospreys. So uh, uh, yeah. a West Wales derby to come later on today in the in the Rainbow Cup. Yeah, that, that should be an, that's always an interesting game, isn't it? It's the old Fnatic Neath game I, mm. in my current uh, day. But um, Scarlet's had a poor um, a game against um, I think the Dragons, who beat them last time mm. out. It was in a high scoring game, and the Ospreys beat Cardiff Blues. So on current form, the Ospreys are the team to to beat at the moment. And I know they they're using these games both the sides and all the regions are using these sides to bleed a lot of the younger members uh, who are coming through the ranks. So you will get some um, funny results along the way. But um, it'll still, they'll still want to contest it. Uh, I think Scarlets will be looking for a victory against their uh, close neighbours, the Ospreys. They they always want to win well at Parker Scarlet. But the Ospreys have got a very strong side and uh, perhaps Alan Wynne-Jones will be leading them from the front as well. And of course, another Welsh derby tomorrow as well, uh, Gordon. That's a, a one o'clock start for the Blues against the Dragons uh, in the Rainbow yeah. Cup. So a couple of Welsh yeah. derbies to enjoy on the telly because the weather's going to be a bit ropey, I think, certainly today. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Dayang will pick a hopefully quite a strong squad to play against the Dragons, who, uh, as I just re- uh, told you earlier, they, they beat uh, Scarlet in a high-scoring game. So... Uh, Dayang will be looking to uh, improve uh, on uh, his performance uh, from the previous time out against the Ospreys, but uh, it'll be a it'll be a tough game. These derby games are always uh, keenly contested, and um, at the Arms Park, it, it, it will be keenly contested. And if I if I stick my neck out, I probably fancy the Dragons to turn over the Blues in this current situation, but. Who knows? Home, uh, home, um, home territory is important uh, in any game, so um, it won't be easy for either side. No, it's an interesting rugby, of course, this week at the end of a, an interesting week with that Lions squad being confirmed as well. <laughs> All right, Gordon, listen, you have a, a really good weekend. I think it's going to be tricky for, for the cricket in Pembrokeshire, as we've already said this morning, because of, of the weather, but uh, hopefully we, we might get some play. If we don't get it today... We've got the Harris and Allen Bowl to come this week and, and matches again yeah. next weekend. So hopefully the weather will pick up. You have a good weekend. We'll look forward to speaking to you on Monday on Pure West Sport. Thank you, Ben. Have a good weekend, mate. Thank you, Gordon. Good to speak to you. And looking forward to the show on Monday, of course, between 7 and 9, right here on Pure West Radio. And really looking forward as well to that British and Irish Lions tour to South Africa. We'll, I'm sure, talk about that on Monday with Gordon, Bill and Fraser, because we are back to a full house. It was brilliant to have Bill Khan back with us on the show this Saturday morning. He will be with us again on Monday. Plenty to talk about. Sanaduthi 
doing her amazing challenge running the Pembrokeshire Coast Path. We'll have more as well from Haverford West County and a look back on all of the weekend sport. There won't be much cricket though. It's going to be another washout, isn't it, with the heavy rain set to be with us for most of the day. Have a great weekend, whatever you're up to. We will see you again on Monday. Frank is on the way after the news at nine o'clock right here on Pure West Radio. And just before that, Sandy Tom and I wish I was a punk rocker. On Pure West. Oh, I wish I was a punk rocker with flowers in my hair. In 77 and 69, revolution was in the air. I was born too late into a world that doesn't care. Oh, I wish I was a punk rocker with flowers in my hair. When the head of state didn't play guitar, not everybody drove a car. When music really mattered and when radio was king. When accountants didn't have control and the media couldn't buy your soul. When computers were still scary and we didn't know everything. Oh, I wish I was a punk rocker with flowers in my hair. In 77 and 69, revolution was in the air. I was born too late to a world that doesn't care Oh, I wish I was a punk rocker with flowers in my hair When pop stars still remained a myth and ignorance could still be bliss And when God saved the queen she turned a white a shade of pale My mom and dad were in their teens and anarchy was still a dream and the only way to stay in touch was a letter and the mail Oh, I wish I was a punk rocker with flowers in my hair Record shops were still on top and vinyl was all that they stopped And the super info highway was still drifting out in space Kids were wearing hand-me-downs and playing games men kick around From St. David's to St. Florence for Pembrokeshire. From Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. Pure West Radio News. With the latest news for Pembrokeshire, I'm Kim Thomas. Firstly, the Senate election results. The Conservatives have kept the Carmarthen West and South Pembrokeshire seat, with Sam Kurtz winning the vote. Seven candidates voted out for long-serving Welsh Conservative Angela Byrne's seat after she announced she would be standing down. Mr Kurtz received 11,240 votes, around 900 more than Labour's Riaz Hassan, who had 10,304. Mr Kurtz, who at 29 will be one of the youngest MSs in Cardiff, thanked the people for putting their trust in me to serve them well for the next five years. In the contest for the Priscelli Pembrokeshire Senate seat, Paul Davis retains his seat. The successful Conservative candidate polled 12,295 votes. In second place was Jackie Jones from Labour with 10,895 votes. In both seats, Plaid Cymru placed third. Meanwhile, Plaid Cymru, Labour and the Liberal Democrats have all gained regional seats for